0: Oh man. So damn, this is crazy. I while well, we you got on episode one and uh it's the guy that Charlotte refused to do and so he went back to the club with Charlotte in the cab and now he's about to do Sam. It's uh <laughs> it's pretty wild to say the very least. Hey, Amen.
1: Hey, New New York was a, a pl- the place to be. And if you weren't moving then it was time to get out. <laughs>
2: You either had to be moving, shaking, or leaving.
1: Yes.
0: Definitely shaking something all right.
1: And Charlotte wouldn't fill in any of that stuff.
0: Don't do introductions for episodes, so I I figure I might as well just do one right now, especially because this is different than the typical "we should do this again sometime" format. Uh, as you can hear, we have the good brother Kellen Conley joining me in cat today, well tonight what or up, whatever what listening what to up. this. And we're going to be doing a mini podcast series, if you haven't paid attention to the thumbnail of this episode, or the title of this episode, <laughs> on <laughs> Sex and the City. So basically, we're, we're doing some character breakdowns, some character analysis, and just kind of overall, I guess, sort of things of the show that we like and that we dislike. Things that have aged well and things that have aged like milk. and
2: A lot of milk.
0: And, Lots of milk. Maybe we'll let Kellen defend his Sex and the City movie takes are good. <laughs> That's an island you can live on, buddy. Uh, one of I... the
1: movies is good. One of the movies is good. The, the second one is definitely not good.
0: When was the last time you watched the first movie? It's
1: probably within the last year.
0: And you thought it was still good? I watched it last night. It was bad.
1: <sighs> it, was it was not so... bad. What was so bad about it? Let, let's get into it.
0: Charlotte was racist. Uh well i mean i mean we gotta get into it charlotte's racist steve wouldn't have cheated on miranda that was a bit of a stretch that was the uh,
1: that was definitely for the plot yes steve would never
0: jennifer hudson like oh my god just what's wrong with jennifer hudson just, <laughs> you <laughs> you I got me a louis form. bag you got me a louis bag
1: Oh,
0: Louis Vuitton! That's right. No more Rent Girl for you. <gasps> Look who's home from a big city. She has an Oscar, sir. For singing, not for acting. Like,
1: Hey, that's not true. She, she, she was great as Effie White.
0: Was she Effie White in Sex in the City, though? Should have been. <laughs> so bad. The fashion... Is this fashion is actually really bad Like between basically 2002 and 2008 America's fashion was in the toilet And you can see it Really kind of displayed Especially the, the later seasons And the, the first movie at least Ten. I also
2: feel like in the subsequent Shows that the costume designer Has worked on uh, She has never been able to leave 2002 to 2008 And it's pretty unfortunate That's Like uh, Emily in Paris is a lot of the same
0: shit yeah the gaudiness of what they were doing in that first movie especially if you think Helen, if you think back like that was a time of like the housing market crash and the recession and all they do in that in the first movie is buy penthouses and go on foreign (laughs) vacations and wear gucci they do that in the second movie too they do worse. that in the
2: second movie even
0: worse like it's those movies are not worth a damn count, I'm sorry. Like like I think the no, only I, I disagree.
1: I think is the only
0: the first one. I, the only sensible thing in the first movie that made sense was Sam breaking up with Smith because there's Sam does not belong in any relationship to be very honest. And that's by her choice, not by my kind of thoughts on her, but there's your chance to defend the first movie.
1: I mean the the first movie Brought, brought back together the OG cast, of course, that we hadn't seen in years. So that was, like, real cool and nostalgic and everything like that. I mean, it was just, like, one big episode. And, like, yeah, some of the things are unbelievable. Like, Steve would never cheat on Miranda. And I was glad that Charlotte had a baby. I could easily see Big freaking out and run away from his own wedding. I mean, that's typical Big. That's perfect. It was real convenient that Carrie missed the fact that he was trying to get back with her for, like, eight or nine months for the plot, that was that was a little ridiculous samantha uh going out on her own and Lee, and leaving smith that was cool or whatever but see now you got me all thinking. no i like the movie i don't care am <laughs> I, I, I the only it. one
2: that like during the first season i was like oh big is charming and then as it went on i went this is a bad man
1: absolutely i
0: like, wouldn't necessarily describe big as bad but If you, I mean, one, he got in the first episode He would describe as the next Donald Trump So that's kind of a strike one Uh, He was unfaithful in his second marriage That's, you know, strike two Wasn't he
2: unfaithful in his first one, too?
0: Yes, yes he was
2: That's like a central plot point in the first season
1: He he was Uh, never faithful
0: Unavailable, unfaithful (laughs) Potato, potato
1: (laughs) I'm saying, playa
0: I wouldn't necessarily describe Big as bad But he definitely has I mean I think everyone in the show has their issues No one is without Some kind of blemish on who they are So we're gonna get into that We'll get into that definitely But before we start this first episode Going to discuss About the career And the life of Carrie Bradshaw Uh (laughs) So, obviously, a lot of the theme of the early seasons is about kind of the shitty interaction and shitty dates that people go on. So, I wanted to give the platform to you guys if you want to share some kind of war stories of your dating past. Uh, recently, <laughs> I had—I can laugh about it. Like, I can laugh about it right now. But, like, literally two days ago, I went on the worst date of my entire life. and Damn. The date was so bad, it's making me leave San Antonio. So I, <laughs> it was so bad. What? I have, I have to flee San Antonio. It was so bad, like.
1: Oh, uh, what happened?
0: So this uh person that I met through Twitter or whatever, and you know interacting, you know messaging every day. It was cool, you know. It was like, all right, cool. Like I, you know, found someone in town I can kind of, you know, link up with. I can actually experience San Antonio for, you know, I guess like what it has to offer, whatever. And within the hour of meeting this person, it was it was like emotional whiplash. It was like, it was so fucking Damn. strange. And I was bummed like the the date went like terribly. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what. This is just a sign I need to get the fuck out of San Antonio So <laughs> So yeah I'm, At the end of the year I, I'm moving back to D.C. I'm, I'm moving back home Damn uh, yeah. <laughs> It was that bad You know, I, I have to hit the eject button on the state of Texas So yeah so. I
1: mean I've never wanted to Flee a state before
0: <laughs> I'm playing the whole fucking time zone so. <laughs> Yeah
1: yeah. yeah.
2: I ever tell you about the date I got sexually assaulted off a of pier? Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so, I was on Tinder my sophomore year of college. I was lonely and sad, and I didn't have a lot of local friends, so I was trying to fill, really, any available void in my life. And also, like, I, I enjoy meeting new people, which is kind of hard to do in, in like, New London, Connecticut, without having, like, an app. So... I met this guy, we met at a party at a makerspace, it was very public, so I was like, okay, like, I'm comfy with this for a first date, and we had a really nice time, and then he was like, hey, it's really loud, do you want to take a walk? And I was like, sure. Uh, The vibes I have gotten from this person are decent, and also, like, we're still in public, whatever. By the way, I'm in, like, jeans and little booties and, like, little, like I look cute there's a whole fit happening. It's September. We're walking by the water, and I at some point stop and lean against a railing because we're both kind of looking out at the sunset and shit. And uh, he, like, moves to kiss me. I'm like, this is a little fast, but okay. And, like, I, I get, like, hit with, like, a tidal wave. Like, just, <laughs> boom, sudden full body contact. And I'm like... Uh, and again, we've maybe been, we've known each other for 45 minutes. We, we're not even at the bad part. And then about 15 seconds into this, I'm trying to like, at least wrestle my shoulders free. I'm pinned up against a railing, hands move upward. And I'm like, nay, nay, not today, Satan. So I push his hands off my, my chest, pop up again, push off again. Pop up a third time. Push off again. Pop up a fourth time with such forcefulness that I go over the railing.
0: Jesus.
2: And into the ocean below.
0: Oh, my God. Jesus Christ.
2: I don't have a very large chest, listeners. So I really need you to think about how much leverage was involved.
0: Jesus Christ. Wow. And then
2: he leans over the railing, hands still titty-grabbing height. And is like,
0: you good? (laughs) You got to check. You got to check. That was nice. That was very thoughtful of him. Oh, my God. Word economy. You good? Not even are you good. So I
2: swam over uh, to a place I could climb out and climbed out. And he handed me my purse and I left. Oh, my God. And then. held your purse. That was nice. And then he sent me an e card. I don't know where this man got my email address. Sorry
1: you fell over the rail.
2: You have elegance, charm, and a great rack.
1: (laughs) Come on.
2: And the text on the back of the card said, Let me make it up to you sometime. Uh
0: so you let him make it up or no?
2: I went on eight more dates with him because I had no self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh god.
2: oh He's basically like sexually bothered me every other time we hung out. There was a pattern happening.
0: Oh my god. Holy shit.
1: Man. Okay. Oh. Welcome to Grace Expectations. Hey, what's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather here. Special shout out to B Hyphen and Handsome Bane for the Wrestlecast Power Hour. And it's available
3: everywhere, podcast or streams. So everybody check them out.
2: You know, The Godfather will. And it's time once again for everybody at the Hyphen Podcast Group to come aboard the Ho!
1: Holy latest sweaty marks.
0: So I got emotionally whiplashed. Kat got physically whiplashed. Kellen. We, we need we need a story to round this out. We need Um one.
1: Bro, I've been with my wife for like eighteen years. I, I, I don't have
0: that story. <laughs> Jesus. Well, before her, you don't have any bad dates at all? I mean she don't listen to this podcast, so you can be honest, Kellen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, I'm leaving the state. I got knocked off a pier. The bar's really high here.
0: What's a strange encounter? All Maybe right. it wasn't even an official day. What's a strange encounter you had with someone you were fancy or someone that fancied you?
1: My recollection is is fuzzy on this, but I'm pretty sure I used my best friend to put me in a restaurant with a girl I had a crush on at one point. And then he, because she thought she was meeting him for some opposite reason than hey let's hang it was just something like hey blah 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 i don't know what the reason was but he told her he was meeting her there he did and then suddenly here's kellen and then he proceeded to dip out and then left me with said girl and it was a very awkward night after that
0: (laughs) uh damn
1: so I, i essentially trapped her yeah oh because she wasn't responding to my text messages. Oh. Yeah.
2: I had something similar happen to me where a friend of mine invited me out to this group dinner and then I noticed that suddenly people were like pairing off and pairing off and pairing off until it was just three of us. And then he was like, let's grab a drink at this place. And I was like, well, I do love that place. Let's go. And then we get there. We sit down. He orders a drink. And then he goes, oh, my God, I have to leave.
1: And it was just me and this guy. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Yeah, that was a, that was kind of the premise. Yeah. I'm like, and, oh, uh, I got
2: to go. That guy mm-hmm. and I dated for for four months so that he dumped me two days after Christmas and oh. took the tickets to our New Year's plans with him. So, uh.
0: Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what?
2: what? Jesus. He kept the ticket. Why? I mean, you yeah. had to bring someone else, I guess.
0: Yeah, I kind of I mean, knew the why there, but. I uh, <laughs> oh. But
1: yeah, so. Mmm. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> we're off to such a great start i can defend the movie and then we just told three pretty I think, bad i think stories i might
2: know why or... he he uh left too and i think it's frankly a very sex in the city-esque story oh, i don't shit. know if this is why he dumped me over the phone i
1: need the deets on the phone S- damn things were happening
0: as
2: things are wont to do in okay. a romantic partnership hey and he said Babe, we've we've got to get some lube. And I looked him dead in the eyes, and I said, Or you could turn me on, like, literally at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh,
1: god damn. Well, well, Trey.
0: (gasps) Um,
2: Shoot. Uh, Which I know sounds really rude, Nah, but man, like that's I knew he was. That's I knew he was capable. I knew he was capable of it. He just wasn't doing it. I
0: mean, ooh. I mean, we we. I mean, we know LeBron James can dunk a basketball, but until he does it, like...
1: does Kenny really dunk a basketball? Oh
0: man, Jesus
1: Christ! Never have I ever had that told to me. Dun, Not dun, one word.
2: Dun,
1: Oh, anyway,
2: uh, I don't think he listens to the podcast, but oh, he doesn't anymore. <laughs>
1: That's too down.
2: Two down. So, sorry, honey. Uh,
0: sorry, not. I'm sorry that you didn't handle business. So I'm, I'm sorry
2: that you didn't have the guts to take feedback. I hope the women you've subsequently disappointed
1: have been impressed. Oh, god damn. criticism, man.
0: Oh, man. I guess this is the last one that I got. I wrote about this, and you guys probably know about it, but the audience... I definitely went on a, on a Valentine's date with a, with uh, this woman who... I wasn't even... On a scale of 1 to 10, I may have been interested in her in like a 3 out of 10. And... The date was so boring. I definitely fell asleep in the middle of the date, and that was that. <laughs> and then, you know, and she wasn't really interested in me. So I think we both just had the date so we wouldn't be alone on Valentine's Day. And so the date was boring. There was no chemistry. There was barely conversation. And then years later, I found out that uh, she lives an alternative lifestyle. So <laughs> everything made more way more oh. sense after that. So. Oh.
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, Kellen, you've been married for almost an adult-ass human being. So, yeah. you know, you're not in the trenches anymore. These are the trenches. I, I went on a date with trenches.
2: someone and then found out he had
0: been married twice. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> and he was a kid. I know people that have happened to that's happened to them.
1: So you went on a date and he, he had been married. He wasn't, like, currently married. No, and, like, but he, he
2: he had been deliberately vague about his dating past. And then to find out that he had been married twice and had a child was a bit uh, of a...
1: He dropped it on you. Okay.
0: Got you.
2: Jeez. Got you. Well, he was like, I was late because my sitter was late. And I was like...
0: Oh, your dog sitter?
2: Can't leave your dog alone for two hours, bruh. And he's like, not my adult human... Ch- or my my child, my child, my human child. And I was like...
0: Mm. Man, that's fucking tough, boy. That's fucking <laughs> tough.
1: That's step parent life.
2: Listen, I have a, I have an evil stepmom wardrobe though. Like I, I'm ready when that day comes.
0: Oh man. So, <laughs> I get, moving past the 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 war stories. Uh, <laughs> so for the first episode, let's break down Carrie Bradshaw, who. Kellen, you said you loved Carrie in the past.
1: I wish we never came up with this idea, man. <laughs> I, I had Carrie Bradshaw on such a perfect little pedestal, man. I was like, man, Carrie's awesome. She's funny. She's smart. She's sexy. She got, she got the blonde cur- curls going on. You know, she knows what she wants. She's a writer. She's got a great kick game, all these things. And then I started rewatching this show, and I'm like, god damn. <laughs> what is wrong with you, Carrie Bradshaw?
3: Sometimes I would buy Vogue instead of dinner. I just felt it fed me more. His words said no, but his kiss said yes. Are men just women with balls? Where did all my money go? I know I made some. Um, Uh, at 400 bucks a pop, how many of these do you have? 50? Come on. 100? Would that be wrong? 100 times 400, there's your down payment. Well, that's only 4,000. No, it's (gasps) 40,000. I spent forty thousand dollars on shoes, and I have no place to live.
0: I mean, it's oh man. So the per i mean, the whole premise of the show is—it's—it's it's supposed to be, you know, starring her, revolving around her career as a sex journalist in mm-hmm. New York City, right. and she, it's just oh my god, just so much about her. Some of it's problematic. Some of it's just not interesting. Some of it's just kind of boring. For me personally, I I said this before, I I think this show should be starring Sam Jones and everyone else just revolves around her son.
3: And I will not be judged by you or society. I will wear whatever and blow whomever I want as long as I can breathe and
2: kneel.
0: Kat, what do you feel about Carrie Bradshaw?
2: I liked her a lot and then noticed like, the first three seasons, I think, I was like, you know, definitely got some maturity issues, considering how old. But, like, okay. And by the end, I was just like, you're such a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh,
0: she man.
1: was an idiot the whole last season, you know. Like, that whole thing is... Like, is I
2: kind of get the like, oh,
1: I've been burned before,
2: and, like, now I'm, like gun-shy, and, like, if they had played it that way a little more, I think it probably would have been better. Mm-hmm. But instead, it seemed like she suddenly just went, like, dur and I was like, <laughs> hello? um uh, oh, Miss Bradshaw? I was hoping for more, and I was consistently disappointed. And I feel like there was a lot of good there, especially in the first couple seasons, and then they were just like, uh 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 and like there's more there was more Carrie Bradshaw Meat on the Bone. Does anyone remember the Carrie Diaries? Like they kept riding that pony all the way all the way to the stable.
1: Yes they did. Didn't watch it, but yeah, sure did. Yeah.
2: They wrote books. There were mm-hmm. books. Help a sister out. What <laughs> what went wrong here?
0: So for me rewatching the, this, the show in its entirety, you know, I just think that, especially in the first season, you know, and with her being a, a sex writer and, you know, trying to give not necessarily relationship oh, advice, but just more so just, like, how to interact with men, like, she was super untrue about her f- uh, feelings with big in, like, in a <laughs> yeah. very unhealthy way
2: but also like hey as someone who used to work at planned parenthood her advice is not good not, <laughs> none of it is conductive to like healthy like even just like sexual encounters never even mind actual relationships
1: did she even help her friends with good advice at all no!
0: No, I don't know other remember. than
1: telling Miranda
0: that she she's, she's in love with Steve.
2: And, she and
1: she then
0: left. Yeah. hmm She sure did. Yeah. I even oh my God. Speaking of her being problematic, even the first episode, so I guess the theme is questioning uh should I have sex like a man? And one of uh, one of the guy friends says that he's sensitive <laughs> and she replies, Are you sure you aren't gay?
1: <laughs> Yo, the whole Nathan Lane episode is like that. It's the whole Nathan oh, Lane episode, all they're doing man. is trashing him because they're like, why is this gay man marrying a straight woman? So yeah, it's a it's a pattern, a real bad pattern. Hurt and
2: and the bisexual episode. Yeah,
0: or, mm-hmm. or the biphobic episode, as I like to call it. Like I mean, that's, that's what
2: a- it is. He's a bisexual. Well,
3: I could have told you that, sweetie. He took you ice skating for God's sake. The weird thing is he was so open about it. You know, hi, I'm a bisexual, like, um, hi, I'm from Colorado or something. I don't think you're allowed to be bisexual in Colorado. Is that a problem? I mean, What kind of question is that? Is oh. that a problem? Of course it's a problem. What did you say? I said it wasn't a problem. I panicked. He's such a good kisser. You know, that generation is all about sexual experimentation. All the kids are going by. So what, if all the bi kids are jumping off a bridge, you're going to do that too? <laughs> I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. When did this happen? When did the sexes get all confused? Somewhere between Gen X and Gen Y, they blended and made XY. <laughs> you know, I did the, uh, date the bisexual guy thing in college, but in the end, they all ended up with men. So did the bisexual women. Which explains why there are no available men left for us. Mm. Oh, jeez. Maybe I do have a problem with this. I'm an old fart. Correction, a hot old fart. I'm not even sure bisexuality exists. I I think it's just a a layover on the way to gay town. Isn't that right next to Ricky Martinville? You know, I think it's great. (laughs) He's open to all sexual experiences. He's evolved. It's hot. It's not hot. It's greedy. He's double dipping. You're not marrying the guy. You're making out with him. Enjoy it. Don't worry about the labels. Uh, You're right. You're right. I'm very into labels. Gay, straight, pick a side, and stay there.
0: Her being that just closed off to the multitudes of what sexual relations and sexual activity can be like sexual exploration, ex- like like you're in New York City of all places of New York City yeah, like I can, yeah like if you're not if you're not bisexual like okay like no
2: one's even the saying way that, she
0: had to, but
2: even the way that she talks about like non-monogamy is very she talks down to it. Yeah, and it's very, like, well, if if you are willing to settle for not enough, like, you could do that. And it's very, like, fucking read an anthropology report. People have been non monogamous as long as there have been people. People have been gay as long as there have been people. People have done drag as long as there have been people. Get over it, Carrie. Yeah,
0: and Miranda was so problematic on that episode also. So one of the the exchanges in the biophobic episode is... So the guy comes out to her, and the next day she's obviously talking to the girls, and she's like, the weird thing is, he was so open about it, and it's like, (laughs) you you have a sexual partner who's open with you, and that's a bad thing that's crazy a that's man told crazy. me
2: about his feelings and i immediately feel threatened and like <laughs> uncomfortable because men who have feelings must be like predominantly queer and like a little accidentally straight
1: yeah that's that's exactly what happened yeah 100 percent.
2: yeah uh just saying this does not facilitate healthy relationships for anybody the the amount of men who think that they're emo- like they don't have emotions and that all of their decisions are made by logic, but are actually made by like rage and other really unhealthy emotions and how that ripples outwards in especially mm. intimate partnerships is a huge right? fucking problem.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: So so being like men who are open about their emotions are gay <laughs> is like basically <sighs> saying like you want someone who might beat you and like. <sighs>
1: Ah! It yeah. is a gateway ah! to that door. You are not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm not at all.
2: saying it, it drops you off there like UPS, you know. It's not it's not an even uh, delivery, but it is definitely paving that path should you choose to take it. And like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if when the two thousand eight economic crash happens, Big develops a cocaine addiction and starts beating Carrie. Like that wouldn't <laughs> cocaine, surprise me. That was terribly. Alex
1: that was Alex. He was the one that hit, not Big. That was... oh, okay, but 2008 financial crash, big
2: don't got a job no more. How is he gonna feel important? I
1: mean... <laughs> His wife is gonna make him feel important because of, of the love and the bond that they share, that they I build hope over right. the course of this series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: It's fun to pretend, isn't it?
1: It is fun to pretend. <laughs> oh man.
2: Am I too salty about this? Maybe. No. Um,
1: no. But I do think it's it's
2: worth discussing in a in a modern context right how much her heteronormativity is toxic and how much by encouraging very traditional gender roles she is perpetuating cycles of violence especially against women but also uh, against men towards themselves Um, yeah you know the idea that like skipper is like too
1: sensitive
2: yeah and he's just like a guy like, Never yes.
1: gave Skipper the time of day, man. He's
2: just like a guy, and sometimes he's like, I get sad, and they're all like, Oh. How yeah. dare
1: you show weakness? And and
2: they're all like out with their drinks. Like sometimes he gets sad. Can you believe it? Like and it's like, <laughs> girl. Oh man, girl. that
1: was that was who Miranda was when she first got on the show, man. When you first saw Miranda, Miranda was like all about crushing men beneath her heels and stuff. And That's I feel why like it was so difficult Charlotte for her to get where Charlotte
2: is the one that should have been the relatable one initially because she's like, these are things I don't like and I'm shy about, but like, I want to make it right and good for my partner. And they're all just like, ah, ha, 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 you don't do the heteronormative things. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Like it's very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Charlotte shaming was definitely out. of in, in early seasons as well.
2: Um, especially because like, she does do certain things that are specifically about reclaiming her own agency. And those are those are still (laughs) okay. Um,
1: You you just couldn't wait any longer, could you?
2: I was
0: so shocked when an episode came.
2: Those are still portrayed as like weird, like yeah,
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: like she poses for this artist in the first season. And the way that he describes the art that he makes is really beautiful, and it's really clear that it's not a sexual thing at all. Like, it's actually an art thing. It just happens to be, like, a, a body part of women that are traditionally sexualized. And the show entirely plays it for, like, a sex thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's, like, not to go with, like, it perpetuates more cycles, but, like, that's going to perpetuate more shame that women are going to feel about their bodies, about being comfortable with their bodies by being like even like this painting that is kind of an abstraction of a sexual body part like ha, 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 right like
1: <laughs> right
2: it's all kind of ugly
1: yeah yeah i used to think that sex in the city was really uh, obviously i thought it was sex positive and i thought that it in a way had a it, it gave out, like, positive vibes about sex and women's bodies and being a woman in New York City and trying to make your own way. And, like, this is me, like, when I first watched it. I'm like, oh, man, look, look, like, look at all this stuff. All these women are they're banging everybody and blah, blah, blah. They got relationship problems and stuff. But, like, surely someone's going to see this and and take, take what they learned from the series and maybe apply it to their life. But then watching it at my age now, <laughs> it's like so much of this stuff is really played for laughs. And then the stuff that doesn't get laughed at is just awkward. And so it's like, I don't know how much good this show actually did for those things like I did when I was younger. I think right about here is good.
0: Hello, world. This is me, your favorite producer, Uncensored Mike. And I'd like to tell you guys about my new show, The Soapbox on Isla Powell. It has me, it has my friends, and it has your favorite people who you don't even know yet. Come listen to us and meet some new folks. That's it. In the past, though, like contextually, Kellen, I agree that in the moment, it really felt, it felt, I don't want to say revolutionary, that's too strong of a word. Felt different
1: than things we had seen before.
0: But that's mostly because we were just watching women fuck. And we were watching people like Sam Jones choose who she wanted to fuck. And then we saw that so much that it was like, it kind of really blinded you to sort of the nuance of what the show lacked. And in the moment, yeah, like these are all like pop culture figures. And I know people that don't even watch Sex in the City, but. Because it was on E, you know, on reruns all the time. Mm -hmm. It just something through osmosis that, that, you know, they picked up on. But looking at it through, like, the 2021 lens and everything that it lacks, like, you know, especially for Carrie, where her supposed to be the focal point of the show, you know, it's just really, really poorly executed in that kind of way. And she could be
2: excellent. Like, if it was about her learning
0: and growing
2: as, like, a sex columnist and relationship expert. Like, actually growing, not just, like, growing for an episode and then being done growing.
1: Right. I think
2: it could be really powerful and, like, a story about learning about different types of sexuality and sex and agency and what that actually means. And I think the first season actually does a pretty decent job of, like, normalizing. Like, there are a lot of, like... Are you sure you're not gay? Like comments, but there yeah. are also like gay characters that are just around, and they're not like they didn't have to be gay. Yeah. You know, they could have been they could have been a, a, just a group of straight men or effeminate men, but they go out of their way to be like right. But there are gay people out there, and it's fine. And then it seems like at some point they were like, okay, but but what's what's funny about the gays? We have to come up with something oh god, oh god. <laughs> and then they just fall back on all these stereotypes.
0: Yeah, Yeah. the over-the-top uh, wedding planner, I forget his name, but and and even Stanford Blatch was, he was kind of a character, to be around. honest. And
2: it, it just it gets kind of muddy after, I think, maybe the first season and change. Yeah. yeah,
1: The like you said, if Carrie was learning throughout the series, it would be way better. And the way they set it up and the way they write it Carrie is, air quote, learning. So it's like, oh, Carrie went through these things with Big, so she's not going to do these things again. But then we're going to put Carrie in this situation with Aiden, and oh, look, Carrie's doing the same things again. Or Carrie is single, so we're going to have her meet different men. And Carrie's supposed to carry these lessons with her. But even though she apparently went through these things, she never recalls them to the point where it's like she's actually learning. It's like faux learning. And I think another thing that really hurts – the series as it goes along the first season is my favorite season personally i, I love following all the characters and watching their growth as they go along in, in the series and seeing where they ultimately end up and falling in love with the whole the series as a whole but the first season they had a clearly defined plan about this is what we want to accomplish here and we'll see what we're gonna happen we're gonna see what's gonna happen the problem is I just like with like most the, things i the show like that's got popular a-
2: <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that's yeah. the season where the growth landed the most. Yeah. Cause like I do, you do actually see her grow. Like you see the increasing discomfort with like the monogamy thing and that like tracks for a couple episodes and she like has to build up the courage to do the And it's like, and then she has the conversation and I feel like it lands. Those ripples are there for the rest of the season. And maybe that's because they kind of start centering the ensemble a little bit more as the show goes. And listen, hi, I'm your local wine aunt who, like, doesn't really care to learn things anymore. Um, <laughs> I am 23 and I have all the wisdom in the world. That's a lie. I, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm... The amount of narrow-minded that especially Carrie is for the one who is supposed to be giving advice... For the city of New York.
1: Right. Is New York star, baby.
2: Embarrassing. <laughs> and <laughs> even at the time, I feel like it must have been like, imagine if you're like a, a bi person in the 2000s, right? And you feel like something's wrong with you, but like, you're at least watching the show where it's kind of sex positive. And yeah, they're making fun of the gays. But like, what isn't? It's 1998. And then all of a sudden you're just told, like, not only are you not valid, but, like, you're probably also a whore and you should feel bad. Like, that's so much to put on. Like, that's such a leap. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the show just has no reservations about it. The episode about drag and, and by extension, transness, because they have no language with which to discuss that. Yeah. Is so weirdly hateful, but lighthearted about it. That I had to shut it off.
0: Yeah. No. Like. You're absolutely right. I was actually floored that even Miranda. A character who. I kind of identified with. Was like. Really about that too. I felt. I felt let down. I really did. Yeah. It was. It was really bad. It was a really bad experience.
1: Yeah.
2: And also I like. You hope that. People like. I don't even know. Think. Like. Acknowledge that. Like, they're not hurting anybody, at least. And, like, just let them do their thing. But this show is, like, quintessential white lady non-intersectional feminism. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that would be a great alternative title, actually.
2: Um, <laughs> and, like, I, I, as a straight white woman, am the most oppressed... And as a straight white woman, uh, affluent straight white woman, let me be very clear. As an affluent straight white woman, like, I I deserve rights. Okay, well, what about the queer community? Well, get in line, sister. Like, it's so, (laughs) it's like those people who, who show up at events and are, like, not actually there for the cause, they're there for themselves, they're there for their Instagram likes. Right, they're
1: for for the photos. Mm -hmm. Right, and like... To be seen.
2: When you think about other feminism movements that were happening at the time, think about like Eve Ensler and the Vagina Monologues, which were a popular theater movement at the time. Like, there's inclusive theater out there. There's inclusive, like Rent, which I have a lot of problems with. We could do a whole episode about my problems with Rent, but like, whatever. It's acknowledging me. that <laughs> queer identities exist and are out there in New York at the time. There's so much more that I feel could be they could have
1: accomplished more. Yeah, they, they and, definitely could have accomplished more.
2: And not only could they have accomplished more, like they could have made it look
1: easy. Yes. And that's yeah. what I thought they were doing when I was younger. I thought I was like, man, like they're doing such a great job. But then I, I didn't. I didn't realize the scope of things and how things actually landed. They're uh, doing it, a really great job at white woman
2: feminism. Yeah. They're they're doing a great job with that. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not all, that's not all there is.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now for Carrie, obviously, you know, she dealt with the shit men and the shit boyfriends also. Ultimately, you know, she ends up with a big spoiler alert, but, um, she went through plenty, plenty of uh bad relationships before she stuck with Big. Mm-hmm. Who do we feel was her best relationship, and who do we feel was her worst relationship? And I guess in the context of if you were her, like, who would you have actually been attracted to this guy or not? Because I, I think obviously, well, I not obviously, but I think the worst relationship in this entire show this <laughs> fucking burger. burger burger is the absolute fucking worst person on this fucking show
3: oh I just remembered another hilarious part and later on the corner of 73rd and maya Um, you know the scene where the, um, where the dishwasher guy is spooning up the rice checks and he's putting them back in the box it's perfection how did you come up with that that's so lame no, it was not. It was hysterical. No, I'm not talking about the book. I'm talking about what you're doing right now. I just wanted you to know how much I loved your book. Because I did. And I'm sorry I muddied it up with the whole scrunchy thing.
1: It's not that big a deal.
3: Okay. I think I'm gonna call it a night. Uh, I gotta get an early start tomorrow. Are you kidding? No, thanks for dinner. I'll call you tomorrow. And then there are times when a New York woman should not shut the fuck up. Hey. Burger. Burger? You can't just pull that line on me and walk away.
0: Well, this time it's true.
3: Well, you're obviously still pissed, and I'm sorry, but you can't just shut down like this. We have to be able to say what's on our minds. If if you thought that I had made some kind of mistake, I would want you to tell me.
0: Oh, nice hat. a Berger's relationship sunk season six a. Season six a is not good because of their relationship. But I don't necessarily know if her relationship with Big was that was the actual best. My man so, broke
1: up with her with a posted note. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Is, is it a cop-out nice. to say that my my hope was that her relationship would be improved enough with herself that she was actually able to meet a man as an equal and not as someone that she needed as a man, Like, if that makes sense? And, and she never got that, and as a side effect of that, I found it really
1: difficult to invest in her actual relationships.
0: That's a super mature answer yeah. for, <laughs> this, show, for that, this show.
1: That's 100% what I want for the Carrie Bradshaw today. the
2: yeah. uh, But also... Like, Timothy Oliphant was hot. I don't know. <laughs> like,
0: hey. I They got plenty of famous people on the show, so.
2: Mark, Mark was like, he looks the same as he did in Go, and that's a fucking lie. He had he significantly. Does. No, he had better <laughs> hair in Sex in the City because he had those gross orange tips in Go. I,
1: <sighs>
2: he didn't leave his bleach on for long enough. He looked like he rolled in some Cheeto dust.
1: My reminded me it all of out Edward. Of his air. You remind me of Edward from Twilight. 100% on the show. That's
0: they, what I got. I'm certain they filmed that episode and Go in at least within the same, like, four months.
2: Oh, I'm sure. But at least they dyed his tips back to his normal color. I say that as someone who's dating a man with tiger print hair, by the way. <laughs> like that,
0: that episode was recorded in 98. Go came out in 99, so it was probably filmed in 98 but hold on let's get to the shits. <laughs> I, i'm looking when go was filmed god damn it
2: <laughs> i know you are it's just the hair the difference is the hair
0: promise it's not <laughs> but anyway so do we agree that her relation, her worst relationship was burger or yes was there? Okay. so what do we feel like her best relationship was her it best should relationship. Be her
2: relationship with herself But it isn't Because <laughs> women can't have agency
0: no, um, We know this cat But in the confines of the show Hang who's on her I'm best
2: getting the
1: list Her best relationship
0: <sighs> Fuck It was fucking Aiden
1: <laughs> Aiden?
0: Yeah
1: I can see that It was Aiden man And I hate Aiden so much man I can't stand here? John Corbett. I can't stand him. I can't stand Aiden. I, I didn't want. I wanted her to go back to Big, which I ultimately got, man. But uh, Aiden was the best one for. Her. Like Aiden would have made her happy and helped her grow, and they would have had a nice, a nice little future together, man. It was Aiden. I hate saying that.
0: <sighs> they don't. What do have in common? Like he, like. <sighs> They didn't have anything in common, but it didn't matter, man. Like he treated her
1: like gold and like and then he she ran off and she didn't want him with she didn't want him with big, man.
0: But like, then I mean he tried to pressure her to get him married with I know.
1: Like the second they gross. should not have gotten re should not have gotten back together. He it was awkward. They they literally played it for plot points to point her oh look look how much better Big is Big would never do this to Carrie um, like no because Big was too busy slamming Carrie while Aiden behind Aiden's
0: back so
2: come on and slam and welcome, and welcome to, to, the to the
0: jam, jam. okay so Go was released April of 99 <laughs> it was from what I'm seeing it was I'm filmed... being
2: punished
0: you are it was filmed in uh, in August of 98 for like a month and that Sex in the City episode had to have been like two weeks before that.
2: So they dyed his roots or his tips back to his normal color. That is the only thing I'm saying is more attractive than him in Go. It's the tip. Just the tips,
1: man. Just the tips.
0: What if they saw Go? That f- apparently
2: was all he was capable of anyway. Okay, um,
0: hey, just a tip, baby. <laughs> so in
2: this essay.
0: Oh. What if they just saw a screener of Go and Sarah Jessica was like, you know what? Yes. We All can work with this. The thing about Carrie and her relationships, it always came across maybe to me because I, I just rewatched every episode. Yes,
1: you did.
0: That she just, it just felt like she wanted to get saved. Like she just, that's like, literally what I just said. My problem was with her character. No, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, cause I'm, I'm thinking about like, I'm, I'm thinking about big. And how big is this ambiguous millionaire? Alec, who's yeah. an artist, who's a millionaire. Yeah.
2: Am like,
0: Yes. Yeah, but no, she wanted
2: a penis and an allowance.
0: <laughs> she so needed I to
1: mean, afford them shoes, baby. I mean, she could afford that, that war gerbil, net salary.
2: that salary. That's been I, I too, collect shoes and am inclined to wear tutus. Dun, 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 dun. So, either. I uh, got a job where I could afford it. Hilarious.
1: Hey, she's Hilarious. an accomplished writer. She wrote some books. She got like four books in her book. And um, how much of them are filled with like face? hateful rhetoric? <laughs> the episode where Big was reading from the book is I was dying. I was dying. He's like, Have, what have about you guys this part? read
2: uh, He's Just Not That Into You? Like the book based on that episode?
1: No, I have not.
2: It is maybe my favorite relationship advice book ever um that and it's it's called breaking up because it's broken are uh two books that like my copies are like worn to shit because i i've read them so many times and weirdly considering they're written by two writers of sex in the city not filled with the hateful sex in the city rhetoric
1: mm-hmm. i wonder <laughs> it's how much i of hoped
2: it... carrie would write
1: yeah i wonder how much of the changes and the things that we're we're picking apart about the show kind of came from the network too eventually because, I mean, you, you got to think this thing's make a big HBO bucks. Y- you would think that the executives get involved somewhere and be like, well, you know, this, this needs to be more funny, blah, 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 let's, let's trash the gays, who cares? I, I, I mean? think
2: there had to be a moment where someone, maybe it's the network, maybe it's the people who, who write the thing, just went, how do we make this appeal to more people so more people subscribe to HBO? I don't know if it's the showrunners oh, no. wanted more funding, I don't know if it's HBO... But like once there was lightning in a bottle, you have to figure out how to make it strike again.
0: Mm-hmm. I I will say I think I do agree in the sense that I think they wanted to keep the show palatable for all audiences. And I would say like a show it was I mean basically it was basically this and Sopranos like w- basically one and two like the like the driving force of like HBO's popularity during this time period. And I mean you can kind of make the Sopranos for guys and Sex in the Cities for Girls, whatever, whatever. But it's
2: I really feel like they they those two shows are actually secretly for like young hip couples to watch together. And like yeah. you can be like, Oh, I yeah. watched the Sopranos with my boyfriend. Oh, I only watched Sex in the City with my girlfriend.
1: Like Yep, that's the demo.
0: It's so it's so strange that it's weird that women I tell women that I watch Sex in the City and they get surprised. Like, I was, I was watching this shit Sunday nights, like, right at Sopranos, and also on reruns when there was nothing else on TV, like, I, so. But
2: also, like, I feel like I'm shitting on it a lot because it has, like, 1990s ideologies, which is, like, unfortunate, but, like, not. I think it's kind of impeccably scripted sometimes. It's very clever, it moves very quickly, it packs a lot into every half an hour, even the half an hour that are filler.
0: Yeah. No, I mean and- that's that's the appeal of the show too. Like it's it's a very well created show. Just the mm-hmm. message is fucked up.
1: Yeah. yeah. it's very little very little of the episodes that I've watched. I feel like there was always something going on with all four of main characters. The episodes did move, and then they the episodes go by so quickly. Like even the even like season finales that are like longer and things like that. Like you blink and then all of a sudden it's the credits and it's moving on to the next episode, and it's like you took it all in, but the, the writers were so good about keeping the, the pace of the show going and constantly showing the revolving door between everybody and making yeah. it all mesh so they did a great job with that
2: can I can I just ask like because I I was not like alive for a lot of the 90s because I am baby I know that there was a lot of like stuff that has only become like I would say acceptable recently you know like stuff we talk about in polite society how groundbreaking was it? For there to be, like, a bunch of gay characters just, like, in a show. Or, like, women having a lot of sex just, like, in a show. And, like, well, they, still have them be, like, the likable, air quotes, likable protagonists.
0: Well, this is around the time of Queer's Folk. So, mm-hmm. well, Queer's Folk is...
2: And Will and uh, Grace, little, right? Yeah. Yeah. Will and Grace and have El- been
0: out. And Ellen DeGeneres, uh, you know, her... Not her talk show as we know it now Well, rest to that uh, But yeah, the actual sure. scripted Sitcom. show
1: Mm-hmm. When she came yeah. out and everything, right?
0: Now, all those things were still kind of On the level of They were still in the pop culture mind But Sex and the City was I know Queer Folk started as a UK show So I can only speak for an American show But Sex and the City was way popular than all those things even though I would say Will and Grace was kind of like, I remember the Ellen kiss when she like came out, like that was like a firestorm that happened
1: and then her show
0: got canceled. America
1: lost her minds on that one. You see that white lady kiss that other lady on that Ellen show last night. I didn't like that.
0: Yeah. And so we're at a time now in Sex and the City to where like the gay friend, you know, it's more palatable and it's more acceptable. And that's why, cause like even like Stanford Black's like the way they use him in the show, even though he's there, they don't really give him like actual story until he's dating that guy with the porcelain dolls and like in season three or season four. Yeah. He's so, set dressing. Yeah. And so there's like queer adjacent kind of things that happen, but they don't really get into that until like later in the show.
1: I remember the critics absolutely loving the show because I used to always read the Life section in USA Today, and they were always constantly talking about how great Sex in the City was. But, like, I remember my parents were not really... They weren't big on HBO shows like that anyway because, I mean, they were, uh, they were like... Let's see, that was... My dad had just gotten to... Let's see, he just got to 40, and my mom had just hit 50. So, I mean, that was... That, they kind of didn't weren't really into it too much. And then... I just remember anybody that was around that age just kind of thought it was a little, little extra, and then people who were in their twenties seemed to be the ones that were watching it from what, what I knew, and then I was just a high school kid who turned it on for the wrong reasons and got hooked. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, this show's called, <laughs> I I'm like, this show's called Sex and City. Let me watch this, and I was like, oh, this is actually more than what I expected I was going to get out of this. So.
0: Yeah, even like scripted, hard. even scripted television. Like with the word sex, the only thing before that in America was real sex on HBO. And so, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna make like a palatable show for audiences, at least on cable television, and it had just the first word sex, you know that that was definitely people paid attention. That was a yeah, big deal. yeah, Oh man,
2: what
0: the, sh- the 1999ness of it is kind of funny. And even the context of what HBO was then, like even Kat talking about like the groundbreakingness of the show, and yeah, I think it's definitely important to kind of take things and analyze things in today's time. But it is still important to kind of think about it contextually in the moment. And HBO, like HBO, for fucking like. 40 years like hbo's been a thing since like what like it's been good since like the mid 90s like sex and the city arliss uh Sopranos, um, the wire yeah and like these are really the shows uh curbing enthusiasm like these are really the shows that really set the network for being like real legitimate Cable television show, and everyone's gonna fuck with us because we don't, we, we only make bangers, yeah. Like, like the, uh, the... Gary Shandling show, rest in peace to the god, Larry Sanders
1: you know. show, yep.
0: So, they perpetually did work. And if you go back, yeah, maybe some of it looks funny in the light now, but <laughs> you know, in the moment, like, this is definitely an it show, yeah. I also
2: think though that, like, I know I just shat on it a whole lot, but like, I can't, I can't help but wonder. wonder how many people now work at Planned Parenthood or are sex and relationship columnists who are better than Carrie Bradshaw because they watched Carrie Bradshaw.
1: I mean, you know? I hope so. I hope uh. so. There's gotta be a lot of them. I never realized Carrie's impact on people until really until the first movie came out. Cause it's like for years, it's like always that show that was on cable and stuff and like on HBO. And it's like you either, you either got to watch it or you didn't watch it. And then when that movie came out, man, like even around here, People were going nuts about going to go see this movie. Like, yo, I gotta go see Sex and the City movie. I was like, you wanna go watch Sex City? Like, yeah, I'm gonna go watch Sex and the City too. It was like, it was like legit, kind of a little fever for everybody to go see that movie the first weekend. So I definitely feel like Carrie Bradshaw did influence women growing up and who, who watched her growing up.
0: I mean, you can kind of tell the influence of when they announced Sex in the City 3, which barf, <laughs> but, but no. Nah, you mean like the, the reboot
1: or the movie that didn't happen?
0: No, the movie that they're trying to do now. Um. Uh, we said it was a movie that didn't happen.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. See, what had happened was they were going to do Sex and the City 3 after the success, air quotes, of Sex and the City 2. They were going to keep the movie franchise going. And um, Samantha Jones said, No, no, I'm not doing that shit no more. <laughs> and so she literally held up the project for years and she literally finally was public with it and said, no, no, I'm really not coming back. And then they kind of died on the table from there. And that's one of the main reasons that she's not going to come back because she has zero interest in playing Samantha Jones anymore.
2: Good for her.
1: Plus her and um, her and, uh,
0: Sarah, Sarah Jessica Porter. Parker
1: do not get along very well.
0: But if she... Well, I'm not even going to say that. I was going to say if she comes back, I'll be excited. I'm not excited for no damn. And 2020... 2022 sex in the city nah man
1: i'm in watching a... that shit so hard i don't even care the worst boyfriend for carrie's gotta be alex man I, I, I the whole alex thing made zero sense it was just all a setup for big to come in at the end and sweep her off her feet and tell her his first name
0: you're the one carrie it's oh we like... barely touched on how bad the last season was damn you're right <laughs> man, that last season, i
1: ain't
0: going anywhere terrible. i watched the whole thing for a woman who uprooted her life to move out of a city that she supposedly loved, she never even said she loved this man. There was no exchanges of I love you or I, no, I may be man. in love with
1: you. He said, you're an object that I, I want. Will you be that object? And she's like, uh, okay, I'll come to Paris. Like, even okay. after his ex was like, uh, he that he will not be emotionally available to you. Like, don't waste your time. And but... she still went.
0: No, she's okay. that happened. Oh, she was,
1: was it after?
2: hi your resident poor here hey Um, if any man uh that i thought i could take in a physical fight was like would you like to move to europe with me and i'll pay for everything yes i goddamn would
0: you don't speak the language it's one thing if you move like london like okay no one
2: speaks everyone in paris speaks english
0: are you saying that you would just go with
1: a random dude that said, "Hey, come over here and just and live here and and just
0: be by a guy my side," you had, or a guy you had nothing in common with,
1: right? Like you have no fl- no spark with or nothing. Yeah, Jesus. you're a
2: fucking slaps. Have you all considered socialized health care? You're a fucking slaps. That's the episode title.
1: Oh, see, I thought it was gonna be a penis and an allowance, but
0: well, he was giving an allowance, not even the dick. And nah. hers, so he was too just busy an looking
1: at his art, man like what what was it like one time i think maybe it, it seemed like they insinuated cuz like you said there's not a lot of sex in the, in the last city last season um, there's not a lot of sex in the last city i mean. Fact.
0: so when well, we should do this again sometime i've been listening to a lot of old episodes lately one of the games we used to play uh, was the problematic game oh god <laughs> So I think for Carrie, we got to bring this one back. So, Kellen, I'll let you play the first round. So for Carrie Bradshaw, is she kind of problematic, hella problematic, or we need to burn this character problematic?
1: She's hella. Yeah. On, on top of her not being very receptive to those who are by, and on top of her constantly excusing Big's behavior towards her throughout the series, and on top of her ruining her relationship with Aiden because he wasn't big the first time on top of her cheating on uh, cheating with big and ruining as marriage to Natasha effectively on top of her not being a very good friend and columnist. I, I was giving out sex advice and things like that. And on top of her just generally, you know, thinking that uh, I know she's the main character, but thinking that the world revolves around her, she has a lot of issues that need to be cleared up. So she is hella problematic for me. But I don't think we need to get rid of her. She can be fixed. We can rebuild her. We have the technology. Thank you.
0: Cat. counter-problematic, hella-problematic, or burn-carry-problematic?
2: Unpopular opinion. I personally like her as a character. However, I feel that we gotta burn this bitch at the stake and start over. Um, Scorched earth! I think that the base idea is good. I think that the execution at this point is so flawed and screwed up that it would be impossible to bring her back to to a relatable character. Um, and, and maybe some of this is that some of the issues that she tackles are kind of near and dear to my heart. But I think that queer people, I think that non-monogamous people, I think that people who enjoy having sex deserve better. And I think that we would not be able to get better from Carrie Bradshaw directly. I think we would have to rebuild her, but I think that would involve rebuilding from the ground up.
0: So, I think I'm going to continue the Scorch Earth theory. If we burn Carrie and make the star of next week's episode, Sam Jones, the center of Sex in the City, and go from there, I'm I'm ready to pave the way for that. So, we got to burn this baby to the ground.
2: (laughs) Keep the heels,
1: keep the tutus.
0: Oh, we
2: can revisit man. everything else in good time
1: can we can we keep the long curly hair i did not like the short hair but the curly hair can we keep uh, that
2: as as a curly hair advocate yes but dear god she's got to stop frying
1: the shit out of it yes yes she does she used to be killing it man
0: follow cat at cat underscore chenny on twitter twitch and instagram follow marcus at showinmatlove. at love s-h-o-w-i-n M-A-D-L-O-V on Twitter. Follow Kellen at B-Hyphen, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N on Twitter. And search Hyphen Podcast Group on Instagram. Thanks for listening to the Great Expectations Podcast Series. We should do this again sometime. This is, this is a Hyphen Podcast Production.
2: Are you not a deter-